Welcome to Tucson New Thought. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Poor Sondheim, he's over there. If he was watching this, he would be saying, you've, you've messed up my lyrics. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> it is a wordy song. It's not his wordiest. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. I love that song. And I love what it says in terms of saying, hey, we may hear these messages from all around us. We may hear the message of, messages of the world that are telling us to live in fear, which is the only reason anybody ever says, oh, don't do that, right? We don't have to live in fear. Why are we living in fear? What's the point? What is the point of living in fear? It is an ancient response. I get it. It is an ancient response for safety. But we are enlightened. We are evolved beings. We are, well, some of us are evolved beings. Um, Not everyone. I'll let you make the determination about who in your life is not an evolved being. Because certainly it's nobody in this room. Everyone in this room is an evolved being. That's why you're here. (sighs) And everyone online watching, all of us are evolved. The truth is we're all evolved, even if we don't act as such sometimes. There are times in my life when I don't act like the evolutionary spiritual being that gets up here on every, uh, every Sunday and says whatever needs to be said and is flowing through me. I sometimes act in accordance with my most base understanding of what it is to be and that's not so much fun. But I have a mind that knows and knows that it knows and can recognize when I fall into that space. And I can say to myself, something new can be brought forth into my experience and through me right here and right now, provided I have the willingness to say yes to it provided I have the willingness to say yes to it. I, I think, you know, it, it, it is a lot of words. Everybody says, I mean, and, and what is the name of the song? Everybody says don't. Everybody says don't, everybody says don't. Everybody, right? There's one lyric that flies by so fast, as they all do, that I just love. It's closer to the end of the song. It says, I insist on miracles. I insist on miracles if you do them. I insist on miracles if I do them. Now, I want to talk about what the concept of miracle is, right? We all think of a miracle as something outside the realm of possibility that actually happens. But that is to suggest that there is anything outside the realm of possibility. If we are this divine experience, expansive, expressive energy of love that is constantly unfolding and constantly creating. Is there anything that is beyond the realm of possibility? No. So what limits that possibility? Ourselves, our minds, our decision on some level, whether it's at the level of awareness or below the level of awareness, the only thing that limits us is the idea that we are limited somehow. That's it. That's it. We are the power. I'm getting so excited these days. (laughs) Ernest Holmes wrote this. When, through intuition, 
Faith finds its proper place under divine law. A lot of jargony words, but just go with me on this because this is what's important. When through intuition, faith finds its proper place under divine law, there are no limitations and what are called miraculous results follow. Are you living as a miracle every single day? Well, yes, you are. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. By show of hands. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Miraculous results follow when we know who we are. That's the primary, that's the primary thing to know that I want each and every one of us to take away from this experience today, that when we know who we are, what we perceive as miracles are actually ordinaries. They become the ordinary flow of our life. And they may seem like, oh my gosh, right? How did that happen? Have you ever had that experience? How did that happen? You, your mind, your consciousness, your, your understanding of who you are brings things into your experience and flows through you as light and love and life. That's why I start every single midday moment, my mindful moment every single weekday. I always say, you are light, you are life, you are love, you are magnificent. You are magnificent, you are a miracle. You are a miracle in some ways because of your ordinariness. Oh, nobody wants to hear that. It sounds like a downer, doesn't it? Everything is a miracle. Everything is a miracle. Just our experience and expression on this plane of action is a miracle. And I love it. I revel in it. I take charge of it every single day to say, what is the best way I can be in my life today? But what that also means is I have to stop listening to all those people who are saying, don't. You can't. Not possible. Mm -mm. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Who are we listening to? That's a big question today, rhetorical. Who are we listening to? The only reason we care about what others do is likely because we fear repercussions from them. Them, they, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it, so, so uh, just, uh, may I, just to help people understand what's happening here, um, Logan uses pronouns, they, them pronouns, and so when I say things like, it's because of them, I'm not specifically referring to you. <laughs> it's just a moment where I've looked at you and thought, well, that's uncomfortable, isn't it? It would be essentially like me saying, um, it's because we fear repercussions of him. <laughs> and you should. <laughs> So we have the option. When people say don't, we are given a place, we are put in a place of choice, either to do or to do or not to do. We either do or we don't, right? But we're in a place of infinite choice all the time. So it really does come to, are you in charge of your own mind or are you letting your mind be overrun through the opinions and advice of others? Now, sometimes we can take that advice and say, yes, that's good advice, but always ask the question, am I in alignment with what this will be for me in my life? Because whatever their perception is of what my life should be does not matter. It doesn't matter what they think. 
I, it, takes, it takes work to move through to not care about other people's opinions. And you know what? Stop caring about other people's opinions of who you should be. The only person that is important to you should be you. <sighs> so, others may be motivating us, but the question is which direction? In which direction are they motivating us? We are at choice. And it takes training. It takes training our minds to live in this place of I know who I am and I move forward without, without letting my judgment of what you think be the motivating force for me. I can be in discernment about what you think, but I also know who I am. And so I get to make the choice. I get to move forward. I get to be who I want to be in this world. It takes training our minds much in the way the force was used through the use of our minds. Oh, see, now you're starting to understand where I'm getting to with today's talk title, which is Yoda, the insight of. In 1977, the world was introduced to a galaxy far, far away. I don't care what your opinion of me is. I know who I am, and I agree with you, I am a nerd. Um, <laughs> so there's this, but there's this thing that, uh, so I have this picture of George Lucas. That's George Lucas. He is the man who created a galaxy far, far away. Now, this was in the Arts and Leisure section, March 21st, 1999. Is there anyone who understands why this particular photograph might be of interest to us here today in this place called Tucson New Thought? Are you I am taking guesses. You can guess. Did he, live he did not live in Tucson. Who's the That's his son, Jet. It's not... <laughs> Not the side story. Ready? You're getting close. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a hint. I can't zoom in. <laughs> That's the science of mind. That's the science of mind on his bookshelf. So I would say that he was influenced by the science of mind, by this New Thought philosophy. There are actually many, many, many correlations in New Thought to the use of the Force and the understanding of the Force in his fictional work. Coincidence, perhaps. You know, I also understand that correlation does not equate to causation. It just may be a fluke that he has the science of mind on his, uh, on his bookshelf. But I'm going to choose to know, in my own experience, that he was influenced by this book, by this philosophy. We find many aspects of the teaching of the science of mind uh, in the world of Star Wars, and much of it is voiced through a particular character, Yoda. So today, Yoda, the insight of. The reason that this kind of came up for me today is, is, is in relationship to the song. And you're thinking, well, how does that song relate to Yoda? Everybody says don't. I say do. Yoda says do or do not. There is no try. That's really, 
<laughs> the thrill. My brain works in mysterious ways. Do or do not, there is no try. The only limitations, the only limitations we create in mind are those we create in mind. Now we have a physical experience of life on this plane of action. We are limited to the physical aspects of this world. But in the mind, we are completely unlimited. Completely unlimited. Which is why I love dream states. I love to dream. I don't really ever remember my dreams, but I love when I do, because I think, wow, what a magnificent experience I just had in my dream state, where I was completely unlimited based on this plane of action that all unfolds and happens in mind. My physical beingness is a conduit for the expression of mind. So yes, there are limits in physics on this plane of action, but it is the way that we are able to be here now as well. Because if there were no limitations, I don't know that we would be expressing. How can you express if there's nothing to express? It's just a big thought, a big thought. The mind that conceived of flying machines always existed, right? That was a limitation. We had a limitation. Human beings, they can't fly. But there is a mind that conceived of flying machines that allow us to fly. It's all one mind. It's all one mind. That mind that conceived of flying machines is the same mind that conceived of, <laughs> I was going to point to George Lucas, but no, that conceived of the idea of Star Wars and flying machines that can go past the speed of light, what we understand to be the limitation in terms of speed in our experience and expression of the universe. The mind that conceived of flying machines always existed. It is our openness to the flow of that mind into action in this plane of action that allowed flying to be possible. I believe in miracles if you do them. Our mind is the greatest tool we have at our disposal to create in our lives. If you think about what life was like 30 years ago, which was 1989, can you believe that? Or if you can imagine what it was like before you were alive. It was a very different world. 30 years ago, think about the internet, just the internet itself which was a big deal. And then all of a sudden we have smartphones, so we have the internet wherever we go. That's only within the last decade. <coughs> but if you think about the mind that conceived of these ideas, well, we understood that it was possible way back when Star Trek was on. See, I'm, I'm crossing genres now. I mean, same genre, but different uh, expressions of that genre. You know, there will be people out there, Star Wars people are going to be like, oh, you're talking about Star Trek? And there will be people on Star Trek saying, are you talking about Star Wars? I talk about it all because I love it all. I believe in miracles if you do them. So what our job is, is to take what is happening in our minds and turn it into actuality in our experience. And there's not a lot that we have to do to allow that except to be open to the flow. That's what intuition is. Intuition is the flow of the divine showing up and expressing as our experience. To engage more deeply within that practice, of allowing that flow, of allowing that intuition, well, there's another thing that Yoda said. Clear your mind must be. Clear your mind must be. He had an interesting syntax. Clear your mind must be. To allow 
the infinite flow. We get really good at blocking up, living in our tiny little lives where we agree with everyone who says don't. When we let go and allow the clarity to flow, the possibilities are infinite because the probability is infinite. Clear your mind, Miss Me. We must let go of our bias. We must let go of our assumptions. We must let go of anything that limits our understanding and flow of this thing called life. That is a directive. That is a directive that I give to myself. I don't, you know, you get to decide what to do with it. You're at choice. Because I could say, don't do that, right? Or do do that. Goes, works both ways. You get to be at choice about how you proceed. We must let go of bias and assumptions. We must experience for ourselves this goodness. We must experience for ourselves the capacity that we have to be the miracle. To be the miracle. Does this mean everything is always going to work out in our lives? Yes. (laughs) Because in the infinite... The answer is always, always, always yes. The infinite always says yes. The infinite does not know how to say no. The infinite does not know how to limit the flow. The infinite cannot limit the flow. We are the, ex- we are the expression of the infinite that is stopping the flow in order to express in a particular way, in a particular form. You are the infinite. Do you know that? Do you really get it? What am I? Do you really get it? Yeah. In the relative, progress, progress, well, they say progress in Canada. Progress is sometimes perceived as failure. Sometimes progress is perceived as failure. Has anyone, now I do want a show of hands, has anyone here ever failed at something? (laughs) (laughs) Right? The infinite always says yes, so you can never fail at anything. But sometimes what's happening is our perception of failure is because we have set a limitation in our mind of what success looks like, but we are limited and we express within that limitation And so it looks like failure when it doesn't turn out in our narrow view of what we thought it should be. But the infinite has no narrow view of what things should be. The infinite is always successful, and you are the infinite, so you are always successful. You are always, always progressing forward. The greatest teacher failure is, Yoda also says, the greatest teacher failure is. And that's the benefit of experiencing this thing that we may perceive as failure, is that we can learn from it. Now, I have said in the past, was the failure required? No. But in that instance, in the flow of my experience of life, yes, it was. And I brought it upon myself so that I could learn the lesson, so that I could move past that failure. But I I will tell you, if I didn't learn the lesson, then whatever I failed at or perceived I failed at will continue to show up in my experience, and it will continue to show up and continue to show up and continue to show up until I say, I understand who I am. This is no longer required in my experience. Voila, miracle, if I do them. 
I insist on miracles. Failure becomes progress when we don't allow ourselves to be stopped. We must be willing to take risks. This place, whew, this, is a big, this was a big risk in my heart. I left a thriving community in Toronto. I left a community that loved me. That, and, and it's not about me. It's about us loving ourselves, right? Let's be, be really clear. But it was hard because they loved me. And I was basically saying, ah, it's time for me to go. It's a huge risk for me. But I also knew what was mine was complete there at that time. And I set off with an idea to create a miracle in Tucson for myself. And I know that there are other spiritual centers here. I know that there's unity. I know that there's CSL Tucson. I know that there's unity of peace. I know that there's, there are new thought communities in this city. So why do I have to come and create a new one? Because this is my vision of a new one and that's a risk. It's a risk. Anyone who has ever started a center or a church will tell you it is not easy. It is a huge risk. But if I were not willing to take the risk, my life would probably feel unfulfilled. And I choose to live a fulfilled experience and expression of life. And I also know that this is not a failure by any stretch of the imagination. Now, I could look at I could look at things like, what do our books look like? What do the numbers look like? Blah, 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 blah. Those are things in the world of form that I could look at and say, well, maybe I'm not succeeding as, in the way that I would like to succeed. That's all in the world of form. I know who I am. And so I live with the consciousness of success in my heart at all times, no matter what. Hmm. So it's turning my mind around to understand that the necessary risk I have taken has paid off in this thing called this community. And it can expand, it can contract. Those are things in the world of circumstance. In my mind, it is always in a place of forward momentum. And that's why we are a center for spiritual evolution. Because evolution speaks of forward momentum. Our comfort level is the thing that will keep us from taking risks. That's it. And I talk about this a lot, and I'm not giving you the homework that says you must go say yes to everything because that's one way that you can break against your comfort level. Although if you've been here in the past, you should still be doing that homework. <laughs> say yes to everything. All risk is perception. We perceive risk, and all of that perception is based in in the past. Thomas Troward famously wrote, principle is not bound by precedent. That is the infinite flow of life, principle, God, love, whatever you choose to call it. That flow of life as us is not bound by precedent. It is not bound by anything from our past. Not at all, except to the degree that we allow it in our own minds. It's the only thing that will ever limit us is a limitation in our own mind. All risk is a decision to have the experience of risk. What if we eliminated risk from our vocabulary entirely? And everything we did was not risk-taking, it was just moving forward. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. 
train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Another bit of wisdom from Yoda. What I have come to understand in my life is that I am not living if I'm fearing. I'm not living if I'm fearing. Because if I am in fear, I regress. If I am in fear, I hide away. I want to be the one who moves forward. If I am in fear, well, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. One of the magnificent metaphors that we utilize here is light. Light for everything. To understand that that is the core of our beingness, that we are light. The dark side is literally the side that is devoid of light. Literally. And I'm using that properly. So who and what do you choose to be today? Where do you choose to be? Are you choosing to be progressive or regressive? Are you choosing to live in faith or are you choosing to live in fear? One idea, one idea that will allow us to move forward in faith at all times, and this is the one that I really want us to drive home today, is this idea. Know who you are. Know who you are. Be the person who says, I say do. I believe in miracles if I do them. I believe and I know who I am. So I am constantly moving forward in faith, trusting and knowing that my life is always unfolding for the highest and the best with the most expansive insight and wisdom at hand. Moving this over here for a purpose. Throw the papers. When you know who you are, life gets better. That's really the message today. But I don't want to underestimate what wants to flow by means of this thing called love, light, spirit, whatever you choose to call it. Um, let's see. Anita, would you do the honor? And what is that number? 339. 339. So in the science of mind, which is also on my bookshelf, I'm going to turn to page 339. Back here somewhere. There we go. One, two, three, or four? Three. three. <sighs> God, ah, good orderly direction, not some man out there. God is a universal intelligence or spirit. The only way intelligence can move is by an interior movement. What is that interior movement, class? <laughs> it's not a class, so I get to tell you, right? Uh, the only way intelligence can move is by an interior movement. God must move within God if God is all. It moves within and upon itself. It is evident that the movement back of the objective world must be a subjective movement, a movement of consciousness. I know it's a lot of jargon, right? If you ever want to study this book, we can do classes because it, it, it can be, it can be a, a dense read. It is necessary then that whatever movement takes place, it must take place within and upon the one. And it follows that whatever is created is created out of the one. Okay. Yes. 
you are God, whatever you think is the expression of your life and shows up in the expression of your life. That's all he's saying. That's all he's saying. So our work is to be in charge of what it is that is happening in our minds. That takes training. You can be a Jedi master of your mind. And that's all Jedi masters are ever looking to do, is to be in charge of their mind. That's it. Yes, was there inspiration in the science of mind, of the science of mind in Star Wars? I think so, because I can see it whenever I watch those movies. And I'll tell you, I've watched those movies a lot. It's my generation, right? I remember the old Elcon and for no other reason. Before it was the Cineplex at Elcon and Elcon was still a closed mall and they had that little movie theater back back behind J.C. Penney, right? I remember in 1979 when they did the re-release of the original movie, I remember standing in line with my father to go see that. I don't know if he even remembers that, but I have such vivid memory of that. Very much a part of my generation. So I think that science of mind in some way has always been a part of my life. I just didn't recognize it until it was necessary for me to recognize it. What is it that you might not be recognizing right now? And I think that's what I leave you with today, to do the deeper work, to do the deeper exploration, to understand who you are. Because when we remember who we are, life gets better. Namaste. Thank you for listening. Visit TucsonNewThought.org for updates on everything that's happening at the center. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Tucson New Thought. Namaste.